0: Well, since I figured I'm in your living room, I'm going to sit down and uh, just have a chair with you tonight and uh, share a few thoughts with you. I I have a very deep concern, and uh, my message tonight is redeeming the time for the days are evil. And that comes from Ephesians chapter 6, verses 16 and 17. Let me read that portion of Scripture to you from the ESV. And it says this, Look carefully, then, how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time. You see, the King James says, redeeming the time. What that means is making the best use of, Of the time. Why? Because the days are evil. In other words, the days are filled with corruption. They're filled with the problem of sin. Sin brings disease. It's nobody's fault that they get sick, but ultimately it is the breakdown of God's creation and the entrance of death that brings sin and sickness and disease. So we're to redeem the times, for these days are evil. So we're to do the best we can with the time that we're in. That's what God's saying. You see, we're a people of redemption. We're a people who can take the worst situation and with God, turn that thing over and redeem it for value. Because in all things, God is working them together for the good of those who are called according to his purpose. So we have to be a people of redemption. No matter what you're going through, you need to redeem it. And uh, I've talked to a few people here from C3 as they were on their sickbed with this COVID-19 and working through it. But I'm telling you the courage they had, the faith they had to know that God was their answer, God was going to get it through, and they were they were witnessing and, and speaking to other people about the goodness of God. That's redemption. That's the power of redeeming the time that you're in. Well, what I'm concerned about now is the length of time we've been going through this quarantine, and this seclusion. What I'm afraid of is the spirit of fear that is permeating this planet and the people, even the people of God. And my big concern that God gripped me with just the other day is this, that this spirit of fear is moving into 20, 21 days. It's going to be moving into a couple months And we're living under a cloud of, is it going to get better? Is it going to get worse? When are we going to see something break? Could it be a loved one of mine that gets it? There's just this cloud coming over. And my biggest concern are our children. You see, older folks, you're used to a normal. You understand a normal. You have a normal to go back to. So that as you're going through this, you know we're going to get back to normal. But to children, they don't have a normal. The now is what is present for them. And a spirit of fear is starting to grip young people and our children. So parents, I really want you to pay attention tonight. Because we need you to redeem the time and watch what you're saying and be careful of the atmosphere in your home. We need to get rid of a spirit of fear and move into redeeming the time with joy. How many of you ever heard the phrase that you can break a habit or start a new habit in 30 days? Well, if we've been under a spirit of fear for 30 days, we're going to develop a habit of fear. We're going to develop a spirit or a potential that we're going to become afraid We're not going to reach out like we used to. We're going to stay our social distancing. We're going to get used to the new norm. And I'm afraid that we should not do that. Now that concept came from a guy named Maxwell Maltz. He was a plastic surgeon in the 1950s, not a psychologist. But what he realized is he would fix somebody's nose uh, or... Uh, have to amputate an arm and fix an arm. And he noticed that within his patients that they would have a very difficult time adjusting and adjusting as they looked in the mirror, as they felt that phantom pain and so forth. And he recognized after 21 days they began to break out of it and they began to move past this problem. What he began to realize is it takes 20 days to develop a new habit, a new well, what he called a new mental image. Over the years, that got tweaked and changed to 30 days. Interesting, uh, in the past few years, NASA did an experiment, and what they found is that it's 25 to 30 days to retrain the brain. Now, that's a minimum. That doesn't mean it happens all the time, that it's across the board. If you have something for 21 days, it's your new habit. That That's not true. But it takes the minimum of at least 21 days to get into a new mindset. And I'm afraid as we're going past this 21 days, we're moving into a mindset of fear. We're moving into a spirit of relying on the government. We're moving into a spirit where they got to bail us out, they got to pay. We're moving into a spirit of what are we going to do with our finance, with our, with our welfare, with, with our situation if our government breaks down, if our economics break down? What happens if our food breaks down? You see, we're in a mindset now where we're looking to man to fix every problem. This is a wrong mindset. And parents, we need to instruct our children. They don't know the old normal. They need to know a new normal. And we've got to get past the fear. Child psychologist said this, it doesn't really matter with the stresses or what the stresses are. They could be abuse, it could be poverty, it could be a bully on a bus. But for children, stress impacts the structure and the architecture of their form, of their brain that is forming. So, a child that's in anxiety, a child that's under duress or stress, if it's continually, can literally shift the architecture of their soul and mind into a frame of reference of fear. I think of the young generation that grew up in the 9 11 era. Many of these kids don't see a future. They grew up in a time where our nation was attacked. They, they have fear that they're not safe. And we're entering into that again. So we have got to train ourselves to redeem the time because they're evil. So parents, hey, even those of you isolating and alone, you're by yourself, I'm asking you to redeem this situation, to be careful on what you're doing. Spending 21 days in trauma is not going to be good for you. So you've got to leave the news behind and get to the good news of the gospel. You've got to stop listening to the voices of doubt and listen to the promises of God. You've got to shift this thing in your own household and specifically in your own mind. And parents, you're responsible to shift this thing for your children. Mom and dad, be careful what you're saying in front of your kids. Speak to them about a hope and about a future. Speak to them about the goodness of God and the promises of God. Speak to your situation. Jesus said you could say to the mountain, be thou removed, and it will be. So we truly have to speak into these things. So I have to ask you this, what are you doing with the time? Now, my wife and I are finding ourselves uh, just trying to find new routines, trying to find new things to do. I think we've cleaned every closet in our house. We've dusted and mopped everything. It's beautiful. I guess that's redeeming the time, isn't it? Make yourself useful with that, Uh, and, and that's a good thing. So, as I spoke to you on Sunday, begin to get creative. Begin to make plans. Begin to speak to your children about hopes and dreams. Get them out from under the cloud of terror, out of the cloud of mystery, out of the cloud of fear, and begin to speak to them about what do you want to do? What do you want to become? Where do you want to go? Speak future into them. Speak life. For all of us, speak life to yourselves. See, the enemy knows how we are made. He knows how to imprint. So, what are you imprinting your mind over these next 21 days, the next 30 days under this quarantine? What are you imprinting on your soul? We are made so that through specific things... We can imprint a pathway, a neurological pathway of doubt and fear that we will always go back to if we've developed it as a muscle response to trauma or crisis. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Some of you have had trauma in your life. So when something comes up, that wave comes over you that reminds you of the trauma you've had in the past. And the devil knows that. The devil wants to traumatize. It says in the last days, men's hearts will Fail them for what? Fear. But not the believer. The believer should not have fear because we have faith. There is a remedy for fear. It's the love of God which casts out all fear. And so we have faith in the love of God. So consider the imprinting that's going on in your house. Uh, I was talking to someone earlier today. They said, you know, literally they could not find any other news other than this coronavirus. They, they couldn't find what was going on in other states as far as n- news and, uh, you know, even murders or robberies or whatever. All, all that was being continually spoken of was this issue, and that's imprinting on us. So we're developing an imprinting of trauma. We're developing an imprinting of fear where uh, other ways that the enemy can imprint is sexual relations that uh, are wrong, that create this drive, this endorphin stimulus uh, and repetition, Uh, alcohol, addictions, highs, whatever food uh, is causing that stimulus for you to get off on. All of these things are patterns of imprinting. And so we do not want to be imprinted on by our culture or the situation we're going through. Our imprinting should come from the Holy Spirit that dwells in us and God's Word. So I'm encouraging you folks in your home, be careful what you're watching. I'm getting to a place now where I can't watch What's on TV? I can't find a movie. I can't find a TV show. I can't find something interesting. It it just begins to show me the days that are evil. I have got to redeem this time for my own well-being. I'm not talking about religiosity. I'm not talking about you getting religious. I'm talking about you understanding reality. Because we are so inundated with a false reality that has a script and that's being propagated to us moment by moment by moment. And many young people don't understand it. It's in their ear. It's in their eyes. It's in their touch and taste constantly. That's their new normal. And it is a constant imprinting. And unless you have an experiential Meeting with God's Holy Spirit. Your belief system will be weak. How many of you take vitamins? Speaking to this entire congregation here. People at home are going like, Who's there? <laughs> I got Twyla in the front row and my wife in the back. <laughs> but how many of you take what they call supplements or vitamins? You see you need to take the Word of God regularly or you will become weak in your immune system to sin. You will fall prey to it because your flesh has been under the constant duress of being imprinted by the enemy. So, what are we going to do? I'm glad you asked that. We're going to break this imprinting and develop a new 21-day habit. And there are three powerful things that will break the imprinting of the world. Faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these is love, because love casts out all fear. And so what I'm sharing with you is a next 21-day program Now, some folks uh, that I'm getting connected with on Friday, we're going to start a 21-day fast. Just a simple fast, maybe a meal a day, maybe whatever you want. If you want to join it, please do that. But I would encourage you into a 21-day new habit of faith, hope, and love to break off this imprinting of fear and anxiety. With faith, you need commitment. You see, in times of serious stress, the brain will take the easiest path and it will expend as little energy as possible in making decisions. So it will always revert back to what feels good and is the habit to escape. That's what happens with stress and anxiety. You move to the habit that brings you relief. So you'll move to your eating, overeating. You'll move to your drinking. You'll move to your smoking. You'll move to your TV watching. You'll move to your joking. You'll move to your pornography. You'll move to your gossip. You'll move to Facebook. You'll move to anything that's going to set your mind on something else. But God says, set it on me. You have to make a commitment to faith. Faith is the alternative to fear. And so you have to make a commitment. So make a commitment in these next 21 days that I am going to turn to faith instead of fear. One of the best ways to help you do that is accountability. Make yourself accountable to someone. Check in with someone once a day. Twice a day. As often as you need to. But Be accountable to each other. That's going to help you. When you're feeling weak and you feel you need the support of your easiest, right, sin, your easiest go-to in the flesh, go to faith. Get up off the chair. Do something. Put the phone down. Activate faith. Faith is an action. Faith is doing something. And so you have to shift because your mind will go to the easy. Last of all, make some goals. Faith is is vision. Right? So make some goals. Set some goals for you to get to. That's why you need hope. The glue that sets to your faith is hope or vision. So you need to begin to visualize. And parents, I'm telling you, for your children too, you, it is necessary. Your children are not going to get this anywhere else. Right now, they believe you. Above everything else, they believe your words. So if they hear you constantly down, if they hear you constantly in fear, that's what they will receive. So we must speak hope. And so you have to paint pictures. Would you consider the Bible? In the Bible, God constantly gave pictures. And he visualized things. He said, "He, he, he first of all, he got Egypt He got Israel out of Egypt, ten plagues, got him going. And he said, I want you to rehearse this thing every year. Here's some bread, here's some wine, here's the meal, here's the blood, here's the uh, uh, hyssop, here's the, the meal that you dip. You rehearse it every year. You visualize what I did for you. When he got them through something, he'd say, pile up a bunch of rocks, pour some oil on it, and make a pillar here that designates what I did for you. You have to visualize what God does for you and what He's going to do for you. He said, Abraham, I want you to look at the stars and try to count them. He said, because that's how many children you're going to have. He had to ignite Abraham's faith to see children because he had none. So he had to get him to visualize. So every night he would look up and see his future. During the day, he said, I want you to look at the sea, at the sand. I'm going to have you walk through Canaan, all that desert area. He said, you see all the grains of sand? That's the number of children you're going to have. In the daytime, Abraham could visualize in that sand his hope and his future. At night, he could look in the stars and see his hope and future. Speak this over your house. We're not going bankrupt. We're not going, God's going to make a provision for us. God is going to make a way and we're going to get through. And then also, again, accountability. What are you accountable to with your hope? The promises of God. You visualize, you image what God has done. Jesus said, cast the mountain into this. Jesus walked on the water. But now, what are you accountable to? I'm accountable to the Word of God. Not the newsprint on the newspaper. Nobody uses newspapers anymore. Not the tweets. Not the Instagrams. Not the emails. Not what I'm watching on TV. But what the promise of God is. I am accountable to the promise of God. Faith is not by sight. Faith is what you put your hope in. We don't walk by what we see. We walk by what we know in God's Word. We walk by the Word of God. And so begin to speak the Word of God. At night when you're going to bed, speak the Word of God. You're accountable to it. When you wake up, speak the Word of God. You're accountable to it. Speak it over your children. Speak it in your house. Post it. Post it. And, and some of you would say, oh, pastor, that's just a bit overboard putting post-it notes of Scripture. Are you kidding me? You've got the radio on 24-7. There's a post-it note for the world. You've got the TV on constantly. There's a post-it note for the world. Your phone is constantly telling you in a post-it note what the world says and what doubt and fear says. Why not put the Scriptures in your home? Last of all, hope needs to be progressive. You've got to go from glory to glory. Now, if you're going to set the next 21 days into moving forward, do it incrementally. The Bible says line upon line, precept upon precept. Some of you try to do the whole thing right away. That's like saying, you know what? I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to work out. I'm going to start working out. I'm doing 100 push-ups a day. You can't do 10. And you're going to do 100? You're going to quit after two days. So start with three push-ups. Then increase that next week to five or seven. Then increase it as you go incrementally. You will rejoice over uh, and celebrate the victory of three. You'll celebrate the victory of seven. You'll you'll feel good about getting to ten. You see, that's what hope and faith can do. And I'm telling you over the next 21 days, I want you to begin setting new habits and patterns for your life. You're going to break this quarantine mindset, this fearful mindset, and you're going to move into kingdom mindsets. And the most powerful is this love. Faith, hope, and love are going to crush this and bring it to a new mindset. And love is the greatest. Why? Because it is your devotion to God and your devotion to others. If you'll notice something, it's focusing on everything but you. People say, oh, well, pastor, before you can love anybody else, you must love yourself. Can I tell you something? You love yourself well enough. You really love yourself well enough. Even those of you who have negative thoughts, you still primp in the morning, you still put your makeup, you still comb your hair, you still take care of yourself, you still make sure that you don't get sick. You're taking care of yourself. But what we do neglect is God and others. And so I'm saying if you would devote your attention to God... Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Love others as equally as you care for dressing yourself, care for yourself, feeding yourself. Love others. And if you will emphasize this in your hope and in your faith, you will shift into a powerful new habit. Consider these scriptures. You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. On His Word. He keeps us in perfect peace. You're asking for peace. Keep your mind on the Word of God. Go back to the Word. If you're going to spend a half hour watching the news, would you please spend a half hour reading the Word? How many of you know this? In Philippians it says, Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, any worth of praise, think on these things. Set your mind on these things. This is our responsibility. You've let the news, you've let your neighbors, you've let conspiracies, you've let everything else set your mind. It's time you get hold of it and set your mind on things above. What is true? Well, you're not going to find it in the media. What is honorable? Again, not in the media. Whatever is pure? Well, Okay. Whatever is lovely? Whatever is commendable? Right? If there's any excellence, anything worthy of praise, think on these things. Now, for 21 days, that's where your head's going to be. I'm telling you, when this thing gets over and you're out of this quarantine, you're not going to drag your feet. You're going to bust out of quarantine with power and anointing. Amen? Amen. Amen. Now, here's a real last point. Very practical. On how to do this and set the tone in your house. Three very simple practical things for you to do. And this is what's going to help you remember. Sing it. Act it talk it. Sing. It's amazing to me how important singing is. You know, some people avoid the praise and worship. They just want to hear a word. I am telling you that there is such power in singing because it opens up different dimensions of your mind and your soul. So when we sing Scripture, when we sing promise, when we sing praise, when we sing hope, it changes the atmosphere of our home. Parents, would you please begin singing in your household. Get your kids together and sing some songs. It will break a spirit of fear and it will break a spirit of sorrow. Secondly, act. Do what the Word says. Be kind. Be caring. Write letters. Call people, email, tweet, text, act on it, act, act, act. If you sing the gospel, if you act on the gospel, and last of all, if you talk the gospel. Speak this hope and promise to other people. These three things, in the next 21 days, under the power of faith, hope, and love, will rewire your mind into a mindset that this world needs and a people of redeeming the time so that you're ready to do something in this world that has power and that the world isn't on you, but you're over the world. In Jesus' name. All right, that's good preaching. I hope you take it. And I hope you apply it. Amen? Share this message with others. Listen to it again. And begin to act on it. Sing it and talk it. In Jesus' name, amen, everybody. Enjoy your Wednesday night. Let's close in prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, I pray for this people of God. You are an elect people called and chosen by God. Each one of you. It doesn't matter how much you know. It matters who you know. And from the youngest age to the oldest... To the deepest theologian, to the simplest understanding of the cross, you're saved by the blood of Jesus. Therefore, you are His, you're His chosen, and God has set His seal on you to protect you, to love you, to lead you, to guide you, to feed you, and to restore you. Father, I release all that Jesus is and has as our inheritance to the saints right now. And as we receive it, we are going to change our mindset and walk in a new direction over these next 21 days. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen. God bless you tonight. Stay safe and be well, Christ Community Church.